We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what you're going to get. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We're your hosts, Joe Jamie Tyler and Lana Helda. Come along for the ride and join us as we travel to bring you thought-provoking subjects and women who inspire and strive to make a difference in the world. Hello and welcome. Today we have Barbara Grufferman. She is an acclaimed advocate for positive living and healthy aging. And as you ladies know, we we here at Ladies Roadmap are all about this living our best life. And Barbara is a regular contributor to AARP and Huffington Post. And she shares her actionable tips to live your best life on her blog. And she has written a book a best-selling book, may I add, Love Your Age, The Small Step Solution to Better, Longer, Happier Living. And Barbara has appeared on many TV shows, including Today's Show, Dr. Phil, The Doctors, Good Morning America, and many more, and lives in New York City. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me on. This is really a pleasure. Talking about one of my favorite topics, which is how to live a better, longer, happier life. <laughs> it sounds like you are a prime candidate and a role model for us all because we just saw on your Instagram that congratulations, you just completed your another half marathon. And broke your own record. <laughs> I did by about a minute, but hey, who's counting? I'll take it. <laughs> I would take anything I can get. That's amazing, Barbara. You're also a bone health advocate. Or ambassador, I mean, I guess. I I am. I'm the bone health ambassador for the National Osteoporosis Foundation, and also I'm on the board. So bone health is very, very important to me, um, and as it should be for everyone, especially women, and especially women who have gone through menopause, because as we all know, what happens then is our bodies change in oh so many ways. One of the ways is that our bones do get thinner and weaker. And luckily though, there are things that we can do to stop the progression of that from happening. Um, But you know what? Sometimes women don't take the actions early enough. And so very unfortunately, they can succumb to um, osteoporosis or at at the very least osteopenia. And uh, so therefore, I really encourage everybody, especially as we're uh, going to be in uh, National Osteoporosis Month, which is May, and uh, the focus will be on bone health uh, throughout our lifespan, you know, even when we're younger. And by the way, to that point, all studies show that our bones start to really lose their density when we're in our mid-20s. So it's never, never, never too early to start thinking about your bones for you know, successful aging down the road. So I do encourage everyone to just take some very, very simple steps, small steps to better bone health. Well, and to that note... In your book, Love Your Age, you do an amazing job. I loved reading the book, and I, I loved how your book is really stressing the importance of new and healthy habits. And, you know, when you think about it, we are our habits. And I know when I'm not doing my healthy habits, I'm really not at my best, and it makes a difference in my overall well being. But the great part about your book is that 
it really is like a daily dose, if you want it to be, of not only information about how to not only live that best life, but to be healthy. Was that a way of life for you always, or was it uh, learned and affirmed over time? Oh, great question. Learned and affirmed. I love that, and I will use that. (laughs) Learned and affirmed. It was most definitely learned and affirmed. But I have to say, I think that for the most part, uh, none of us live under rocks, right? We all, thanks to the internet, we more or less know what we should and shouldn't be doing. So what does it really come down to then? It comes down to making a choice. Life, to me, I've learned, (laughs) is a series of choices that we make. Some of them are really little, like, you know, should I park my car one or two blocks further away, right? Or monumental, like, should I switch my career when I'm 55 or leave that, you know, life partner who is no longer bringing me joy? I mean, you see, and everything in between. So really what it comes down to is choosing well, choosing wisely uh, so that you can have a healthier life. And I have to say for me, uh, and there might be some people out there who would quarrel with this, I doubt it, but uh, to me, all roads lead to fitness. And by that, I mean, I don't want to say, oh, you have to you know, do an exercise program or you, you have to run or you have to do this, you have to do that. No, 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 no. What I am saying is you really need to move your body every day in ways that bring you joy so that in ways that you'll want to move your body. Um, Like I rescued a dog, well, my family and I, just not just me, rescued a dog six months ago, our second rescue dog. Well, we live on the 18th floor in New York City of a a high-rise building. I can't just let him out. (laughs) inside on the terrace and say, okay, go for it. He needs a walk several times a day. So just like one of the many ways I have found to be able to move my body in a a joyful way in ways that I really want to. Let's talk about that. When you, you know, you just did this half marathon. Did I read that you uh, started this running later in life or is this something that you've always done? Yeah, I started running late. Well, I started running at 50. And everything started for me at 50, truly. And I'm not being overly dramatic, but when I turned 50, and that's actually getting back to your other question, uh, was I always like this? Well, no, the answer is I'm not saying I was a sloth, but I certainly didn't take eating well seriously, sleeping enough seriously, or moving my body at all seriously. Not at all. So by the time I was about to turn 50, I wasn't quite prepared. I was already going through menopause. I'd already started to put on the postmenopausal pounds, uh, was still eating in ways that I shouldn't have been. So I decided to completely reassess everything from head to toe. And when I say from head to toe, I literally mean starting with my hair. And I stopped blow drying my hair and started letting it be what it was meant to be, which is curly. Some days it looks nice, some days it doesn't. It's up to (laughs) the weather usually. But uh, it, it, it really came down to 
assessing and deciding how, what steps can I take right now? And this was around 50 so that I can age well, age successfully and age in a way that will allow me to be uh, mobile, independent, vital, engaged with life for as long as possible. Cause that really is my big picture goal. So one of those ways was to move my body and I bought myself a pair of running shoes and started to walk. That's how simple it was. It was truly one small step that led to all of these other bigger steps. So I started to walk and then I added some running into my walking. And before I knew it, I was running with a few walk breaks. And then I ran in my first New York City marathon shortly after turning, like a year after I turned 50 and had this aha series of aha moments. And uh, I've run five New York City marathons and one ultra marathon. Wow, that's awesome. A lot of half marathons and and 5Ks and 10. It brings me joy. Now, I would never say that anybody should should run, um, but you should find ways to move your body that make you happy. Whatever it is. Well, you know, the other thing I loved in the book, and you're not afraid to discuss all topics, all topics that we're we're all experiencing now and including the importance of a healthy sex life. And, you know, it really is something as we get older that we have to stay conscious of because as you put it, we have to reboot our sex lives because it is so easy to get lazy about it. Maybe give some of the ladies some of the tips that are in your book, if you don't mind sharing. No, not at all. But it's interesting. There are two main camps, if you will. Uh, women who, you know, around this, like 45 and over, women who have been in the same relationship uh, for many, many years, possibly a few decades, yeah. uh, and maybe things are getting a little stale, and maybe there are some health issues that didn't exist 20 years ago that might be getting in the way of having an active sex life. Or just libido. Oh, exactly right. Absolutely. And we'll get to that. But, or you've got the woman who uh, is part of that gray divorce syndrome, where, you know, according to AERP, 50% of people over 50 are single by choice or circumstance. And that's men and women. So that's a lot of people out there who are single who might be looking to get back into the dating game, which might very well hopefully include sex. Yeah. So we've got these two groups going on. So really for women who are, have been in relationships or, 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 or those who are looking to get back out again and, and re-engage, um, I say this, never put sex on the back burner. Just don't. It has its place in your life, not only for the sheer pleasure it can give, but also for the joy and the, uh, the health benefits too. As we now know, there are many, many health benefits to having a good sex life, um, not only about with your heart, but also uh, your immune system and, uh, and also with the, your vaginal health, which is really important. Super important. Um, have you, have, we were going to do a, a show here in the near future with a dermatologist who does the resurfacing laser. They do it a lot, lot of, for a lot of women who've gone through uh, cancer and have lost all of their hormonal, you know, bits. And, and so they're really having an issue with it. And I've heard that that is really beneficial. Have you 
research that much at all or do you know much about it? No, I don't know a lot about it, so I can't speak too much about it. However, I have a few friends who have actually um, embarked on this journey Mm -hmm. and uh, with a very good outcome. Yeah. Um, With a very good outcome. Yes, because especially when a woman goes through menopause, as we know, a lot of things change, as we said before. And one of them is, um, you know, vaginal dryness, uh, the the walls of the vagina get thinner. All of these can, can... can really wreak havoc with your vaginal health, but also with how you experience sex and and specifically intercourse. So, you know, this is something that women should absolutely take a look at if they're having these issues. But they're also, the good news is, and I always think there's good news, the good news is that there there are challenges that we have as we get older. Um, Again, primarily because our bodies change and our, you know, aspects of our life can be changing. Our kids are growing up and maybe leaving. Uh, There could be changes in our marital status or partnership status. You know, all of these things, our parents are aging, you may need to focus more on that. So all of these things can really just kind of uh, impede our progress, if you will, for for enjoying our own lives. And here I say, women, you've got to make yourself a priority. You've got to make sure you sleep enough and sleep well, not just sleeping enough, but sleep, you know, quality sleep, eating the right foods, moving your body so you feel good and stay fit and stay strong. And uh, if you do all of these things, all the challenges, and there will be, there will be challenges, make no mistake about that, that come your way, you'll just be better equipped to handle them. Yes. But as we know, there are so many great things about being in your 50s and your 60s. What are some of your favorite parts about being in your 50s? Well, let's go right back to the sex question. Uh, For (laughs) sure, one of the best parts, and I think Jane Fonda might be the poster child for this, is just enjoying sex so much more. Sure, we have some of these, you know, maybe physical issues, challenges that come up because we go through menopause, but literally almost every one of them has as some kind of a solution, uh, whether it's through talking to a doctor or, uh, you know, talking with your partner, which mm-hmm. is very, very important, and certainly talking with yourself. But this is a time when we can really enjoy sex so much more. We know what we want. We can ask for it. And we're just more comfortable with who we are now as women. Yeah. That's one of the best parts too, I think. You know, there was another um, question we had. You have a section in your book about hormone therapy. Mm. And we were just curious about what your feelings are on that. And it's such a delicate balance. Um, what are you, what are you it, it really, about? yeah, it really, really is. And there were, uh, there was a very big study that came out, uh, the WHI, the, um, the Women's Health Initiative uh, study that came out, and I think it was about 2001 or 2003, that talked about how uh, hormone replacement therapy, HRT, HT, uh, could wreak havoc with women's heart health and in other ways. And so women then started to move away from taking HT. 
Um, and but now when they reassessed all of those studies uh, and the metadata, they saw that that no, in fact, that that wasn't the case. So women are starting to come back again to HT. And here's where it is. And I do outline it in the book because I got a great deal of uh, good information from some great medical resources. But um, HT is so vital to so many women whose life is being really wrecked by by menopause. I was very lucky. I went through menopause unscathed. I had a few sleepless nights, a few hot flashes and things like that. But for the most part, it was really quite easy for me. And that's true of most women, by the way. Uh, for some reason, we think everybody really is, is suffering. That's not true. It's the vast majority don't suffer and don't maybe require HT, but those whose quality of life is really suffering absolutely should be talking with their doctors about HT. For those women like me who had kind of a few things going on because of menopause, like vaginal dryness, well, there, there's topical treatments that you can use. You don't need to go the systemic route. So for now, I say, if you really are suffering hot flash, like definitely have that conversation with your doctor. Definitely look at HT as an option. Start sooner rather than later at the lowest dose and continue on until your symptoms have been relieved. Well, you know, your book is full of so many helpful tips. I mean, it really, it really le- talks about everything. And I was just curious about your collaboration since National Geographic published the book. I was curious how that collaboration began. And then also, I know you work with AARP a lot. Yes, this was such a wonderful thing. Uh, National Geographic is the publisher. So, of course, then the book is a very visual book. My first book was straight copy, you know, no visuals at all. And this one is beautifully designed with lots of photos and, you know, boxes and because it's National Geographic. And the part, the branding partner is AARP. So it's really considered an AARP book that's published by National Geographic. Confusing, I know, but there you have it. The good news though, is I had these two fabulous organizations marketing the book, getting the message out about the book. So with AERP, um, you know, uh, an excerpt appeared in AERP, the magazine, which is the world's largest magazine, amazingly enough, 38 wow. million readers. I know it's incredible. And uh, we did videos and the like. So that's been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience and partnership. Yeah, your videos, uh, we watched some of your YouTube videos. And after watching, Jamie and I watched the bird watching video, we were ready to grab our binoculars and head to the woods. I love that. Oh, that was so great. That was done right here in Central Park. And thank you very much. But, you know, we feel that there are many ways that you can move your body, as we said before. You should do what brings you joy. This is one of them. You just grab a pair of binoculars and a little backpack with some water and, you know, put on a hat to keep the sun off your face and go someplace, any place where there's open spaces and trees and you will find birds. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, And it's, it is the fastest growing outdoor recreation uh, thing in the country, which is incredible. 
there's a lot of cult, just bringing that up made me realize there's a lot of Audubon societies around and they have free walks. I was in San Francisco recently and down in the beautiful Lincoln Park, they had a free walk with an Audubon specialist and they took us all around and they brought binoculars for everybody. And it was so fun. You'd be surprised if you do a little research. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, groups, if you haven't done it before, then they'll be able to point out birds for you. And when you really have to stop and look at nature. I mean, it forces you to stop. And that's an amazing thing. It's amazing how many of us don't stop and look at nature. You know, to that point, I have uh, an entire chapter devoted to happiness, which was really, and that may have been my favorite chapter to research and to write. And it made me happy. I bet, I bet. (laughs) But in it, I did reference a few studies that talk about how just being out in nature for even 10 minutes just does so much for your brain cells and your levels of serotonin and really increases your levels of happiness. That it's almost, it isn't almost essential. It is essential to overall health and well-being. Um, And living in a city as I do, New York City, right in the center of Manhattan, it is a blessing that we have Central Park just a few blocks away. But wherever you live, you just need to get out there and experience nature and, uh, and breathe it all in and it will really add to your health and well-being. Take those first steps and you don't know where they're going to lead you. You know, going back to your chapter on happiness, I'm curious, I'm a huge fan of reading about happiness. I don't know if you know Gretchen Rubin in the Happiness Project, but um, one of her big things that she discovered in studying happiness was habits, putting in habits. And I know you talk a lot about that. So we're curious, what are some habits and rituals that you have put into your life recently or have always done it in the morning and in the evening? Yes, for sure. When I turned 50 and I embarked on this whole new life. And really, I think it was the turning point of my life. Um, I did swap out some of my bad habits or habits that weren't working for me anymore and embrace some new ones that I thought would really add to my health and well-being and happiness and joy and, you know, put me on the path to successful aging. And my life has become so incredibly ritualized habitualized (laughs) that, you know, one might say, this is a very boring woman. Like, you know, exactly what she's going to be doing, but you know what? That has brought a great deal of joy to my life, doing exactly what I'm going to do more or less, but some of the very simple, and they're all simple to me. None of what I recommend uh, are, are complicated or hard to achieve or hard to do. They're very, very simple steps and very simple habits to embrace. And I think this is true for just about anybody. But I start my day off by drinking a very large glass of warm water and that kickstarts my whole system and gets me gets just my whole body going. And I wait about 45 minutes before I have my first cup of Nespresso. <laughs> and then I take my dog out for a long walk. I come back and this is all I would say before seven o'clock in the morning. And then when I come back, Every other day, every other day, without fail, I go for a run in Central Park. So I not only get my run in, but I also am surrounded by nature. So I get that, you know, that goodness in as well. Um, And then I come back and I am at my desk by nine o'clock. I'm writing or I'm going through emails. I'm doing social media. I'm working. And that's really 
what I do in every 20 minutes, again, this is another habit that I, I encourage everyone to embrace. Every 20 or 30 minutes, I get up, because most of us are sitting down these days, we're at desk jobs or watching television. I get up, I walk around, I'll do a plank for about 60 seconds, or I'll do some push-ups or some jumping jacks if I'm wearing the right shoes. And, um, and then I sit back down and I continue working. And I do this about every 20 or 30 minutes. It has become a habit. Now, what is a habit? Just doing something a few times is an action. That's not a habit in my mind. What is a habit is if it becomes so ingrained in your life, so ritualized that you don't even have to think about it anymore. That's when it's a habit. So this is one of them. And then my life continues. Another habit at, uh, at night, because you mentioned, you know, what do you do in the morning? What do you do at night? At night, something I used to do, and I encourage people to stop doing because I have, is I used to put on eye cream when I would go to sleep at night. But it turns out that eye cream can seep into your eyes during the night. And our eyes, as we get older, are even more sensitive and more prone to swelling and puffiness the next morning. And so I encourage everyone not to wear eye cream at night, but it's totally cool to wear eye cream in the morning. So this is one of those little simple habits that I swapped out, which was surprising to some people. Another habit at night is I always use Retin-A um, or retinol. I don't use Retin-A exactly, but retinol and prescription strength from my doctor. This is, you know, there are not that many magic bullets in this world. This happens to be one of them, according to every single dermatologist I've ever spoken yes. with. And the plastic surgeons dry skin. Say, yeah, the plastic mm-hmm. surgeons say, and you really have to use it pretty much every day. Otherwise, you do get people say, "Oh, well, I stopped because I got the flaky skin." You've got to continue to use it, is what I try to tell everyone. But that's what they say. It is a magic bullet. So they say. Um, okay, so one more one more question that we love to ask our ladies. It seems like almost everybody we interview tends to travel a lot, um, and I'm assuming that you're going to be traveling with maybe a book tour of anything like that coming up? Oh, yes. I've been doing a really fun book tour a lot here in New York City, but I'll be going to, um, which I'm really excited about, to Nashville, Tennessee in June uh, at the Narcissus Bookstore, which was started by the very famous author, um, Ann Patchett. And uh, because she's a big believer in the little independent bookstores. So she started one herself. So I will be giving a book talk there. They invited me and I'll be going around to a bunch of Barnes and Nobles. I'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina, Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'll be heading out to the West Coast soon. But what I'm really excited is I'll be on um, on uh, some TV, radio. Yeah. I wanted to say, we saw on your Instagram, you're going to be on Kelly and Ryan. That's very exciting. Right. Live with uh, Kelly and Ryan. I'll be on on um, Monday, April 23rd. Very exciting. It's very exciting. Yes, I'll be talking about uh, the my best beauty tips from Love Your Age uh, to age beautifully. And the wonderful news for me is that they have uh, what they call Beauty Week. And so the producer chose me to kickstart 
their beauty week. So I'm very excited that's awesome. about that. <laughs> that's more like kudos to the women over 50. I think they're yes, starting exactly. to get it that we're out there and we're the we're the ones probably spending most of the money. Well, so and one other one other good question for you. What is the one thing you never travel without? Oh, that's such a great question. Well, certainly I never travel without my toothbrush. <laughs> Oh, and I never travel without my never travel without my um, my diva condition hair conditioner because it's the only one I find really works for me. So I never travel hair. without that. Um, and and, and my earplugs must have my earplugs. I'm with you there. <laughs> so what? Um, I'm just curious because I actually have very curly hair too, and it can be frizzy. What is the product that you finally found that works best on your curly hair? Well, when I turned 50 and went through this whole big life change, um, again, from head to toe, I did throw out my hair dryer and I decided to let my hair be free, mm-hmm. let it be what it was meant to be, which is curly. And I got the right cut so the curls could be enhanced. And, um, and I kind of stay with it. It's been different lengths over the last few years, sometimes long, sometimes shorter, but it, the, the, the cut itself, the basic cut is always the same with lots of layers to really enhance the curls. And then for the products I found, and I've tried a lot of different things, but the Diva D-E-V-A products really work best for me. So I use, um, you know, first of all, Everything gets drier as we get older, right? That's just a fact of life from head to toe and everything in between. And that's true of our hair. So one of the best tips I can give women is to not use, even if you put your head under the shower every day, great, as I do, but don't use shampoo every day. I use shampoo twice a week. All the other days, I just use conditioner. And I leave a little bit extra on, not so that it's weighed down or greasy, but just enough so it's moisturized. Because that is our that is our goal now, ladies, across yes. the board, <laughs> head to toe, is moisture. Moisturization. Moisture. moisture. <laughs> and then I use a little bit of a gel or hair mousse. And well, that is, a, that is a great tip. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I just, we're just going to, we're like going to let you go now. Thank you so much, Barbara. I wanted to mention one more amazing um, group of people that you are associated with, and that is a group called the Fashion Flash. And that is the group that I met you in uh, probably about 10 years ago. And it's a group of, of lifestyle bloggers, and they're an influencer group for women over 40. And it, it includes uh, beauty, business, fashion, reinvention, travel, fitness. I think your book probably ca- ca- uh, covers all those <laughs> Yeah, it, it does. But oh, I adore the women in Fashion Flash. It is we are so supportive of each other. We share each other's blogs and and articles, and uh, it's it's really just a great group of people. Well, Barbara, you are spreading an amazing word out there, and we are all so appreciative of it. Where can people find you? And tell us a little bit more about where they can get your book. Okay, um, I have a website, www.barbarahannagrufferman.com. And I'm also on social media, Facebook. Um, I have two pages, Love Your Age and also Barbara Hannah Grufferman. Please do connect. I'm on Twitter, B Grufferman. And on Instagram, Barbara Hannah Grufferman. And uh, my book, Love Your Age, The Small Step Solution to a Better, Longer, Happier Life is available in bookstores everywhere on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And I, I hope everyone loves it as much as I loved researching and writing it. 
You did a great job. And also she has some great YouTube videos out there. So check those out. So we're going to link all of this in our show notes and you can find them at the bottom of of your iTunes or at ladiesroadmap.com. Barbara, you are awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing before we go. Ladies, do you have friends or family that have never listened to a podcast, don't know what one is, and certainly need help downloading? So Jamie's put together a fabulous quick tutorial on our website explaining what a podcast is and how to download. Just go to our website, ladiesroadmap.com, and go to the podcast page, and it's right at the top. Thank you for spreading the word about Ladies Roadmap. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler at litloops.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to www.ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between. Mm-hmm.